This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan. And from Las Vegas, Spencer Linton. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is a game day, a ball night, Friday, March 4th. Let's go. West Coast Conference Basketball Tournament, day two. Thanks for being here. I am Jerem Jordan in Studio B. He is Spencer Linton. Uh, who was the dude who was checking off one Vegas buffet at a time. How's that going, my friend? Well, indeed I am, Jerem. And uh, because it's a buffet time, I opted to not wear the tie today as to not ruin a Thank tie you. by getting my tie in the food. And I know, I know that appeases you too, right? And the no tie rule. So yeah. uh, I'm killing two birds with one stone that way. Yeah. We're governed by the rule of law on this campus quite a bit. Quite a bit. So that's good. <laughs> okay, here's the show lineup. Game day for men's hoops. What's our confidence level? The Cougars will not only win tonight, but tomorrow against San Francisco and get to Monday. And then maybe in the NCAA tournament, let's hope. Assistant coach Cody Figer and Blaine Fowler break it down today. Plus, Tyler Algier runs his 40 and other on-field performances in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. What 40 time do we think he will run? But first, let's serve up some headlines. All right, Jerem, number five seed BYU men's basketball opens up their West Coast Conference tournament run tonight against the eight seed LMU, the Lions. They took care of business in the second half against Pacific. They won the game against the Tigers by 20 points thanks to a 31-point outburst from Joe Quintana, who tied a tournament record with eight made three-pointers. Guard Joe Quintana, BYU basketball. You can watch and listen to tonight's quarterfinal matchup on BYU TV beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern. First ever game that we have featured with BYU in it on the men's side at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Yeah, and it's not necessarily good news, but we'll take it. Uh, Football spring ball continues. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick is impressed with his two transfer running backs. I've been super impressed with... uh, Houston Haymouli and Chris Brooks, just the professionalism those guys show. Like they, they know our offense. They've been here less than two, about, about two months, less than two months, and they know our offense as well as guys that have been here for a year or two years. And that's impressive to me that those guys, they came here for a reason and they want they want to accomplish something. That's it, those guys stand out. Is that an indictment on the other players who don't know the playbook as well as the, the other guys caught up? There? I'm just kidding. No, that's great news for uh, BYU football running backs, uh, Christopher Brooks and, and uh, Houston Hamuli for on-demand interviews from practice, by the way. And if you want to watch them live on the days they are live, uh, Monday, Thursday this week, TBD next week, you can follow BYU TV Sports on Instagram. How about the guy that Christopher Brooks and those running backs are replacing, Tyler Algier? Well uh, documented, he's at the NFL Combine this week, and yesterday he spoke with the Pittsburgh Steelers and their running backs coach about potential schemes and packages that Algier could fit into in Pittsburgh. The Steelers are looking to find a reliever for their main back, Najee Harris, so maybe Tyler's the number two guy in the Steel Town. You can watch the Combine all weekend on the NFL Network. Big day for Tyler today as he runs his 40 and works out for all of those teams watching. And I'd be surprised if we didn't talk to a bunch of other teams. Steelers with just one reported. Baseball uh, played its first games at home this season, splitting a doubleheader with Milwaukee, winning 6-5, then losing 2-0. Catcher Colin Reuter is a stud freshman. Won game one in the eighth inning on a homer as first as a Cougar. Game three is today, 2 Eastern time on the BYU TV app and radio on the BYU Cougars app. 
15th ranked BYU men's volleyball trying to snap a seven match losing streak against number six USC. That's a tall task because the Trojans are playing really well. BYU is trying to remain in the rankings and not fall out for the first time since 1991. So uh, just get one of the two, and you think that they'll be able to do that. You can watch both of those matches, 10 Eastern. Tonight's match on USC's live stream Saturday will be featured on the Pac-12 network. Number 14 Gymnastics hosts Illinois State and Washington tonight, 9 Eastern on the BYU TV app. we got a lot going on today. BYU softball with Violet Zavodnik defeated San Diego State in eight innings thanks to a late home run with the ladies still rocking the BYU Sports Nation karma. Two to one in extras, how about that? BYU now with 10 victories on the season. They will play two games today, one against Yale, it's the Battle of the Wise, and the other against the University of California at San Diego. Good luck to the softball ladies. Men's and women's tennis are both on the road at UCSB and Cal Poly this weekend and at Utah State, respect. BYU men and women swim dive continuing their competition today and tomorrow at the Texas Last Chance Meet. Both squads looking for a win after first and third place finishes in the MPSF championships not too long ago. And Brandon Davies had 11 points for FC Barcelona, who have won 12 straight. Davies tweeted, BYU fans are worldwide. Appreciate the support. There were some Cougar fans in the stands. Tweeted at BYU Sports Nation, at BYU TV Sports. Brandon, that's what's up, man. Fun fact, Spencer and I worked for a station called iProvo where we covered Brandon in high school when he was a freshman. And so it's fun to see him still playing basketball 13 years later. It's crazy. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU and LMU tonight in the second round of the West Coast Conference Basketball Championships, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you BYU's winning tonight? Jerem, I'm going to say 8 out of 10 because I think if they play the game 10 times, BYU's probably winning 8. And the Cougars should be able to take advantage of the fact that LMU had to expend a lot of energy last night to handle Pacific. Joe Quintana is not going to go for 31 against BYU. The Cougars are going to lock him down. They know very well they need to be on him at all times after what he did in this gym last night. So I'd say like an 8 out of 10, BYU is going to beat LMU tonight and advance to a game that the Cougars absolutely have to have, just that opportunity against USF. BYU knows what's on the line. They're a desperate team. They're going to play like a desperate team. And that, uh, I think, will, will yield good results tonight for Mark Pope and his guys. How about you? What are you on the scale of 1 to 10 confident that BYU uh, wins tonight against LMU? Nine and a half. I think BYU just is a tough, too Ooh. tough of a matchup. Yeah. This isn't BYU coming off a four-game losing streak, going on the road at LMU. That was a weird game. They went to OT. I realize that. If Kelly Leopepa de, uh, doesn't play, LMU's got no shot because Quintana is not going to go off. He did not. BYU defends him really well. Okay, Pacific did not. Um, you know, th this is an LMU squad that has Eli Scott. He shoots long twos. He's an efficient player, but he isolates. He's, he's, the ball gets sticky. No, BYU's, gonna, BYU's extremely motivated. Let me tell you why I feel so high. When BYU has lost an early round game in this situation, this has happened twice, both to San Diego, right? 2013 or something, and then the 2019 uh, tournament. The team wasn't super motivated into it because they were headed for the NIT or nothing in this situation. This team has a shot still at the, at the uh, NCAA tournament. 
They're motivated. They know they need it. They're going to show up. There's, I don't see any way BYU blows this opportunity. With that said, we've seen BYU blow this opportunity. But I don't see it tonight against <laughs> LMU in this matchup. I don't see it. Definitely. The urgency is there, and part of that urgency is BYU being well aware of where they stand in all of the bracket numbers and the net rankings, which takes us to topic two and our BYU basketball resume update. Let's give you the latest numbers as it pertains to this very, very important Friday. And the net rankings, BYU holding steady at number 53. Certainly, they have to beat LMU tonight to maintain that number. And then what happens if they get to a USF game and win that game? Can they get into the mid-40s or maybe even higher? BYU 48 in the Ken Palm. Jerry Palm is still every BYU basketball fan's favorite bracketologist because he has the Cougars in as a solid 11 seed. He's yeah, respecting Jerry. the quadrant one victories, clearly. And Joe Lenardi, BYU still the second team out in his latest bracket. Team rankings needs to be taken off the screen, frankly. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of those low percentages. What do you mean? It went up 0.3%. <laughs> Bracket matrix, 45 of 112 brackets. BYU remains in and on the right side of the bubble. So, Jerem, with those numbers in mind, will BYU's men's basketball season be defined by what happens tonight and tomorrow night, essentially this weekend? Probably. Uh, BYU's 21-9. This has been a good season, obviously, probably even better than it should be given the injuries. BYU's played well. Obviously, had a four-game losing streak. That wasn't great. But if you had said, okay, they lose Baxter and Harvard, they're going to go 21-9, and they still have a shot at the tourney at the end, I'd be like, hey, I like that. that that's pretty good, given those injuries. BYU certainly needs to win tonight. And then BYU needs to beat San Francisco. If they don't, they're out. They're in the NIT. And it's like, well, shoot, those injuries ended up costing BYU this season. And they, and they overachieved for a while. Oregon wasn't as good as we thought. San Diego State is probably on par with what we thought. Utah State kind of dipped, right? Um, there were some good wins there, but we can't look at Missouri State and be like, that was one of the greatest wins BYU had this year. Like, that can't be a win <laughs> where we're like, yeah, the Bears went down. I think it's true that, yes, this weekend will define BYU. Because, honestly, it's like, did you get into the tourney or not? The last two years, Mark Pope has set a high standard. We expect the tourney now. Yeah, and, Jerem, when you look at what what's on the line this week, what's truly on the line, I, I kind of laugh because – a few weeks ago, every BYU fan or a lot of BYU fans in my Twitter mentions were saying, Spencer, you're crazy to think that BYU doesn't have to beat St. Mary's and still get into the tournament. And I said, now look, there are still opportunities if it shakes out this way. And it did shake out that BYU has a path to take on USF. They can have lost to a really good St. Mary's team and still get in the tournament, which is why, yes, it wasn't about the St. Mary's game. It's about this weekend. BYU controls their destiny to a degree and can get into the NCAA tournament, I believe, strongly with wins against LMU and USF. I think there's just too much strength if BYU can have five Quadrant One victories, including a recent win against USF on a neutral court, giving BYU two out of three. So, man, I th that five number, if BYU has five Quadrant One victories, come on. Like, I don't know how the committee – doesn't see what Jerry Palm is seeing and what we're seeing and saying, okay, five, five's a pretty high number for quality wins when you compare it to the team, again, like North Carolina, who's after this weekend when they lose to Duke, they're going to have one <laughs> quadrant one victory and be one and eight. Like, that's going to happen. No way Krzyzewski's going to lose that last game to North Carolina. No. But 
Uh, I digress. BYU, if they have five quad one wins, my goodness, you cannot lead them out of the tournament. So it is about this weekend. It has come down to this, and I kind of love it. I, the, the dramatics here, like what's on the line, it has made this tournament extremely compelling. It's always compelling. This is a unique situation, a new situation BYU's never been in as the five seed. And with the WCC trying to get four teams in, I'm really, really interested to see how the Cougars come out. And if they do play like the desperate team that you and I think they will play like tonight and tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If this team uh, comes out tonight and lays an egg, then, yeah, no, they're completely defined by losing to LMU in this tournament and collapsing at the end of the year. And, yes, it will not have been about the injuries per se, although that will be a storyline. It'll be like BYU couldn't figure it out, unfortunately. I don't believe that's going to happen. I believe BYU is going to win tonight. I think you, you do as well. You know, you mentioned 8 out of 10. So let's go, man. Let's get let's, – BYU, get this win tonight. And then it's a battle royale tomorrow night with San Francisco. That's a huge game coming up. Okay, Tyler Algier yeah, is performing. And I'm hoping the BYU doesn't have to expend a ton of energy. Well, right? yes, yes. Okay, let's flash back to 2011. BYU beats New Mexico. It's the 52-point game. It's Jim Fredette. It's Jackson Emery. It's all those guys. They used all the gas in the tank just to get to Tuesday night. Now, that different situation where they were going to end up a three anyway, but they were going for something higher, like a two. Like, remember, a couple weeks before, BYU was going for a one seed. Like, BYU was the third-ranked team in the country. But they did exhaust all everything they had, didn't have enough to beat San Diego State. In this case, you're right. BYU has to win this game, and hopefully convincingly, because you've got a rested San Francisco sitting there tomorrow. That's a great point. Okay, Tyler Algier is performing on the field today in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. The 40 is a massive deal for skill positions, of course. What time do you think he's going to run? I'm going to put Tyler at a 4-4-1. He will be in the 4-4s. I know he's been laser-timed at BYU at a 4-3-9, and that has happened multiple times, but... He's bulked up just a little bit too. He's stronger. He's still really fast. Four four one would be a blazing time for a guy of his stature, and I think he absolutely is going to deliver that today. Four four one is what I am doubling down on for Tyler Algier at the NFL Combine today. He's going to turn some heads, and I'm excited. He's going to raise his stock today. I just don't see any way he doesn't do that. People will know more about Tyler Algier after today. They will pay more attention to him as they should have been paying attention to him anyway because he was awesome in the actual season. But, yeah, his numbers, they're going to draw some attention. Yes, I think he's in the 4-4 range. I go 4-4-8, and pay is the operative word there because he's going to climb into the third or fourth round where if he runs a 4-5, maybe he slides a little bit, late fourth, fifth or something, we'll see. But, yeah, it's speed, it's power, it's uh, versatility, it's willingness, it's the personality. Tyler Ogier is going to get – paid later because of what he does today and what he's <laughs> been doing, right? This is a big yeah. day for him, so best of luck to Tyler. Okay, our question of the day. What, uh, will what happens this weekend define the BYU men's basketball season? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weighing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On IG, Michael Croxel. Absolutely, basketball is a sport of momentum. It's not about how you start, it's about how you finish. While we can commend the players and coaches for the work they did with the players that could play, programs that finish stronger are the ones remembered and will carry that success into next year. Often, the postseason defines you. It's not completely what it is always. Like BYU football, we're not saying they lost the bowl game, that was a crappy year. No, it was 10 wins. It was, uh, you know, six power five wins or whatever. It was, it was amazing. 
Um, so, yes, the postseason certainly matters, and we hope that BYU can get to Monday and give us a shot here. Let's go. It's all about making the NCAA tournament, and it has come down to this weekend. There's no way around it. We have to be prisoners of this moment for BYU because all of the other stuff has has taken place. You can't control any of that. You can only control this weekend, and this weekend will determine if the Cougars get in the tournament. So let's enjoy this as prisoners of the moment, if that's a thing. All right, Jerem, coming up, are there stars and a lot of them in the future for BYU's quarterback room? Mm. Like five of them? Ooh, that'd be nice. I like. Like from two guys or one guy? And Spencer chats with Blaine as we look ahead to a ball night, BYU and LMU. Live from Las Vegas and Pro. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU men's basketball begins their West Coast Conference tournament play tonight against the 8-seed LMU. 5-8 matchup coverage begins with Cougar pregame live at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. You can watch it all unfold 9 Eastern live on BYU TV with Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler on the call. We are live in the Studio Orleans for the moment with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan will join us back in Studio B in just a moment. But right now, hanging out with me in the Studio Orleans is our favorite uncle uncle b dual threat analyst national champion of byu and a man who loves march basketball blaine good to have oh, you this is the best time of year isn't it it really is i mean it starts now it just goes for a couple of weeks and then when it ends we all go oh, now what <laughs> it's, it's not good when it ends probably not going to be baseball but that's a conversation for another that's day. okay it's okay okay blaine while we're focused on march and i just made this point uh in the early part of the show Super compelling. BYU's in a very unique situation, playing on Friday for the first time. We have them on BYU TV on the men's side in the West Coast Conference Tournament game for the first time ever. Um, do you feel like this weekend, is it as simple as this weekend, will define the season for BYU men's basketball? Yeah, you, I hate to put it all down. I do think the beginning of the season matters, and I do think when the, it all comes down to it and the committee's considering who they're going to who's really on the bubble and who's not. And, it, and it's not Jerry Palm and it's not Joe Lenardi. It's actually the committee sitting in there. They say over and over and over again that the games early in the year actually do matter. Um, and you know, BYU had that stumbling week or so, a couple of weeks, where they just couldn't find themselves and teams kind of challenged them in different ways. And, but I think they've corrected that. They figured out how to play defense in the last couple of games. And, uh, and that's going to be the key for them again tonight is to play defense. And again, uh, tomorrow is to play defense. Um, but I think they're in a good position if they, if they win tonight and they win tomorrow against San Francisco, which is going to be a quad one game, that just getting to Monday changes the deal for them. And then I think they're solidly in. And I, I don't think they're completely out if they win tonight and lose tomorrow. Uh, but, but I think why leave it? Why leave it up to chance? Why be right there hanging on the bubble, right? When I think with a win on Saturday, you're just in. Yeah, I just don't see a situation where the committee, who, as you pointed out, say, look, we value all quality wins, especially if those quality wins have maintained in the net rankings throughout the right. entirety of the season. If BYU has five Quadrant One wins and a recent one against San Francisco, 
how in the world do you leave a team like that out who has seemingly found themselves after that four-game losing streak of a stumbling block? Yeah, and you, and you pointed this out um, earlier in the show, and that is BYU finds himself in a very different situation this year. They've come down in the past where the, the resume was already there. They didn't need to do anything. They could show up on Monday and, and play. Or they've been the three seed um, with maybe a little bit of work to do. But th this is like desperation mode where I think they come in with a chip on their shoulders. They come in knowing that they've got to win. I think the focus is going to be there. I think the energy is going to be there. Um, I can't see LMU having the kind of performance they had last night. I called that game. They, the way uh, they shot the ball, especially Quintana, sh Quintana shot the ball, was unbelievable last night. <laughs> it's it's hard to catch that once a year, you know, that, and that's his career high. To do that back to back nights, it just doesn't happen very often. Now, now watch he'll go. He'll watch go, him go for thirty. Go for thirty. We talked. We talked to Joe uh, Quintana <laughs> after the game last night, and I said, I said that that had to be one of those days where you felt like in warmups. Whoa. I'm making everything, and he said, yeah, it felt that way. In warm-ups, he thought, man, I'm making everything. And he goes, when the first shot went down, he thought, yep, this is, this is it. He just wanted the ball last night. Those nights are so rare for any player that I, that I can't imagine he, he does that again tonight. And that, that's how they won last night, because nobody else could score earlier in that ball game for, sure. for LMU. I loved the intensity of that game. That being said, how much energy did LMU have to expend to beat Pacific, and what do they have left in the tank for a BYU team that is playing with that desperate backdrop? Yeah, it's 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 going to be tough to generate that, especially because they didn't just jump out um, on Pacific and and lead the whole game. It was back and forth. They were behind, and and nobody can make a shot. Eli Scott was getting all kinds of shots at the rim, and he's their most consistent scorer. He just couldn't get the ball to go through the hole. And in the meantime, Quintana's out on the outside, just knocking down everything. He kept them in the game, but they had to claw back and. And then they kind of pulled pulled away at the end, um, and Eli Scott had a really good second half after they started to pay attention to the perimeter shooting. Um, then Scott got open, and those shots started to fall. They had to extend a lot of energy to win that ball game last night, and they're really they've got a really short roster right now. Um, they've had so many injuries that affected them. Ke Kelly Leapepe, um, who had such a tremendous game against BYU earlier this year. He's a big physical presence for them, and as far you know, he was not cleared last night. I don't think he's cleared for tonight. That has a big effect. Alipiev is not playing. That's another six-seven guy that they can't get on the floor. Douglas is out. That's another six-seven guy. So you go six-six crazy physical Lea Pepe, and then two six-seven guys that they don't have. So they've been in a really short roster situation for a while. You play with a short roster. You play the kind of game you did last night. It's hard to have enough energy to come out and match a team like like BYU, who's out on the floor right now behind us. Yeah. Yeah, we we, heard, the, we heard the balls dribble, and they just took the floor to, to get ready for their game tonight. All right, the Cougars warming up behind us while we do this live edition of BYU Sports Nation. With that being said about LMU and the energy expended and their personnel that are available and some that are not available, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, what kind of chance do you give BYU to beat LMU tonight and get to that massive quad one opportunity against USF. I'd say that there should be a nine out of 10 chance to win tonight, um, just because of the factors that we talked about and because BYU is gonna have to play with such a chip on their shoulders. And BYU has better matchups for Eli Scott than, than Pacific does. Um, Foose is a good answer for Scott. Now the key for him in this game tonight is to guard and use that big barrel chest and his big body to, to body up but not foul. 
So to not reach, just play body to body with, with Eli Scott. He's used to being able to just push people around. And, and last night, he got anywhere he wanted on the floor at any time. Just kind of lowered the shoulder a little bit. Not so much that he got an offensive foul, but got to every spot he wanted to. Shots didn't fall in the first half. They did in the second half. Foose is a fun matchup for him. And then BYU's got some great length on the guard line and some guys that, that can guard. Um, that I think Quintana's not going to have as many open looks as he had. Although, I have to say this. Once he got going, he had a few open looks and knocked them down. Then once he got going, <laughs> it didn't matter what kind of look he got. He could be face guarded 26 feet away from the basket, and he was still knocking down shots in. last night. It was one of those nights for him. Yeah, but BYU well. will, will know where he is. And you have to find him in transition, too. So I, I think BYU, fresh legs, playing with a chip on their shoulder. Um, good matchup for Eli Scott down in the paint. No Kelly Leopepe makes a difference. If somehow miraculously Leopepe shows up, I still only click that down maybe one click to an eight because BYU would have to have a struggle, just struggle shooting the ball to not, to not win tonight. Certainly. Okay, let's push it forward because we can. We don't right. have to focus we on the We don't have to go one game at a time. Okay. We have to do that. We're talking about the entire weekend now. If BYU survives LMU, which we both think and feel confidently that they should, and get to that matchup with USF, now the Cougars are in a similar position that LMU is with having to expend energy and get past the game. What will BYU have left for USF, and how do they match up in that type of game? Yeah, that, that's a tough. That's a tough thing to do, right? To play back-to-back -back nights. I think back-to-back -back is better than back-to-back-to-back, -to -back -to -back, right? And the, the teams that played last night that we called, if, if they're able to make it, they've got to go three nights in a row. I think the players, you can play two nights in a row if the first night you play well right out of the gate. And I think it's important for us to watch BYU tonight that they get a good start, that, that the matchups work for them, that, that they don't feel like they're straining to win this game, that they're having to, to come from behind and gut it out and do all those things that take not just physical energy, but emotional energy to come back in a game. In that situation, then you have a little bit of an advantage in that you have played on this court. So it's a neutral court, you know the backdrop, so you've seen shots go through the bucket. There's, there's a little bit of an advantage in that, but not if you have a game where you get down big in the first half, you've got to grind back, you come back, it's a down-to-the-wire game. Because I feel like the emotional energy that, that you have to use to, to get back at a game like that has as much impact on the game the next night as the physical energy. These guys run all over the place. It's the only sport I know of where they do just what they're doing right now behind us, that where you come out the day of the game, and you run up and down the court full blast, and you guard each other, and you run dri drills, and you shoot. I mean, these guys are come out here for an hour, and they get a good sweat up, and they get going. Then they go rest up a little bit, they come back, and they play a game that night. So in football, you don't go out and have a scrimmage for an hour in the morning and then come back and play a game that night. These guys are unbelievably conditioned. And if they can take care of business in this game tonight, where it's not a big emotional drain, then I think they're fine against San Francisco tomorrow night. And I think that they're going to play with, with so much desperation that it'll sure. make a difference. Blaine Fowler is with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is interesting when you look at the matchup potentially tomorrow between BYU and USF because, in my opinion, it feels like a tournament elimination game on the BYU side. But I'm of the opinion that USF could still lose to BYU and they might still get in the tournament and then we have four West Coast Conference teams. What do you think when all is said and done the magic number is for the WCC? I still tend to lean towards three, but if BYU beats USF, does the WCC, in, is it in their best interest with that happening so they get four teams in? 
I, th I think USF is high enough in the NET right now that if BYU were to beat them, um, there's still a really good chance that they're in the tournament, that they don't completely drop out of it. You and I have been talking about it a lot the last couple of weeks. It does feel like an elimination game, um, but more so because we're coming to it from at, to it from a BYU perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave, Dave McCann had a conversation with league officials yesterday, and they were going, no, 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 there's... BYU could lose, and they just need to get to the San Francisco game. BYU could lose and still get in. You and I feel a little tenuous about no, 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 that, I right? I don't like that. But, but on the reverse side of that, if you look at San Francisco's resume and where they sit right now, a loss to BYU is not a horrific loss. They're considered in the tournament right now. Yeah, there's a good chance that BYU beats USF, and USF is one of the last teams in, and the WCC gets four teams. It's, it's absolutely a three-bid league. Yes. There's no question. Yes. And there's a, there's, a, there's a chance, I'm saying less than 50%, but there's a chance that, that four teams from WCC get in this year. That is wild. We yeah. are here living in a reality where we could have legitimately four Absolutely. West Coast Conference teams in the NCAA tournament. Crazy. Blaine, thanks for hanging out. Uh, let's give you some karma and some energy to survive this very busy Friday. Yep, a couple games to call here. We're just going to get to work in a little bit and go until late night. That's let's what we go. do. That's what we do down here. All right, coming up, a game day preview with BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger and... Are you a fan of something called chance? Apparently it's a thing with BYU football players. Yes, chance. We'll discuss on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Enter for your chance to win one of five BYU basketball prize packs. That includes autographs from the women and men's teams, socks, a mini hoop, and more by following BYU TV Sports on Instagram. Like the post, tag friends for more entries. Jerem, BYU men's basketball on the court behind me, getting their shots up, practicing. They're ready to roll tonight against LMU. Let's go, brethren. Big game with LMU, and uh, the Cougars getting after it here. So, uh... Yeah, later, later in the program, they're going to do their quiet free throw thing. We might be in a taped interview with Cody Fieger, so unperfect. Remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and future platforms that don't even exist. We will be there. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Hey, thanks to Cougar Stats on Twitter, we now know the last time BYU won a conference tournament championship, Kalani Satake had just finished his senior season as a player at BYU. Mark Pope had a did-not-play-for-the-Milwaukee-Bucks against the Chicago Bulls. Jimmer Fredette had just graduated from primary, <laughs> and Fusa Natiki hadn't been born yet, Jim. Hey. When will be the next time BYU men's basketball wins a conference tournament championship? I believe it, the year will be 2043 in the Big 12. Uh, <laughs> there's a chance BYU doesn't win one for a while, uh, because the big. if you thought the WCC tournament was hard to win, just wait until <laughs> the Big 12. Just win one game in the Big 12 tournament every year. That'll be the goal. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's next year because I think that's BYU's best chance. And that means BYU's going to have to do some serious work in the transfer portal. And uh, Gonzaga sends like six guys to the NBA, and we, we hope that they don't get like seven other five stars. <laughs> I, I, it, it feels like we're running out of time here before BYU goes to the Big 12, and then it's like, uh, okay, yeah. 
after 10 years of recruiting, BYU is now a top 20 team and they can win the Big 12 tournament. Like, maybe next year, I, th I think that's BYU's best chance, like, in the next decade. Oh, for sure. The only shot BYU would have after that is after the second coming, frankly. That's the only shot. Okay, it's uh, the day before the day for BYU in San Francisco, if and when the Cougars dispatch Valley, of course. Joy Brackets has, uh, you know, San Francisco is the seventh team in. BYU is the second team out. Is tomorrow a win and in game for the victor, as you've talked about? It is on BYU's side. I feel like it's an elimination game for BYU specifically. Like, if they beat San Francisco, they're in. But San Francisco's 26 in the net rankings right now. 26! And they're in. They're, like, well in, according to most bracketologists. So, San Francisco can lose and still get in. BYU has to win if they want to get in. Yes, BYU's got to win. I'm not in the camp of they can lose and still get in. I don't think that's going to be the case. The, the net's too low. You know, you're not you, – you, we hope San Diego State stays a quad one win. We'll see, right? Like, we hope Missouri State stays in the top 75. No guarantees for the Bears. Uh, I don't like relying on Missouri State for our tournament hopes. <laughs> We've reached that. On to BYU football and offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick specifically. He was asked if he thinks Houston Haymuli could be more than a traditional fullback and said this. He's a fullback. He's a good. He's a good fullback, and we like. You know, we use one in our offense, and so. But what we what we did learn last year, though, is that Mason Wake is a lot more than a fullback. Yeah. And so that's what's fun is we can play with both of those guys on the field. It's not one or the other. Mason Mason played a lot last year on the line of scrimmage with his hand on the ground and did a great job. And that I think that kind of went unnoticed. He's not just a fullback, so we can play with Mason and. Houston in the game, we can play with one or the other with one of our other tight ends. We can, we can get, you know, we've got some, a lot of three tight end sets with those guys. Jerem, what are we going to call the Houston Haymuli Mason Wake package when they're on the field together next season? Maybe Bash Bros, uh, Hay Wake, or Wake We'll see. We got to work on it. <laughs> yeah. I like the Bash Bros. I need some more time to, uh, yeah, think about some pop culture things and maybe do something with Houston. You have a problem. Like, we, we need some more time to think about this. Right now, I'm leaning towards Bash Bros. Yeah. Uh, uh, nod to the steroid-induced Oakland A's of the uh, 80s. Do you believe BYU <laughs> will sign a five-star quarterback at some point in the Big 12 era? Yes. I absolutely believe that. Power 5 is a game-changer. It's probably not going to happen this year, but at some point... Yeah, B BYU, known as a quarterback school, now having the Power Five connotation, they're going to sign a five-star at some point. Yeah, there will be a Ben Olsen, Jake Keeps, Tanner Mangum again that gets offered by everybody and then uh, chooses BYU at some point because of the Power Five distinction. I believe that will happen. Will that quarterback turn out to be a guy that stays here the whole time and is uber successful? That's, that's the hope. Two of those three transferred. And then, uh, you know, Tanner Mangum, love Tanner. Didn't have a great senior year there. Jerem, a new trend is sweeping through BYU football spring practice. Are you a fan of something being called the chance? The BYU football chance. The short pants. Um, no. <laughs> Jacob Conover and Ben Bywater <laughs> rocking it the most. But, yeah, a lot of the guys, it's kind of cut. Listen, Mitch Matthews probably a huge fan of this. There you go. Those are, yeah, those are something. I don't know what to make of those, honestly. 
Uh, yeah, Micah Simon also thinks they're awesome. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the number of people that like them are, are far fewer than those that uh, are against them. So I, I, I think it's weird, man. Wear football pants. <laughs> but it is spring, so who cares? Whatever. <laughs> All right, Jerem. Coming up. Hey, we need to have our double down picks because I got to catch up to you, right? Or not. Whatever. Still waiting for it. Men's Hoops assistant coach Cody Figger tells us how the Cougars take down the Lions. This is BYU Sports Nation from Vegas and Provo. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tonight as BYU TV's coverage of the West Coast Conference Tournament continues a full day of games beginning at 3 Eastern time with all second round games, women's side two games, men's side two games, including BYU tonight against LMU at 9 Eastern time. Now in Las Vegas, the BYU men's basketball team has commenced the quiet time free throw shooting situation. They, they ask everyone in the venue, including Spencer Linton, to be quiet, like literally not say a word. We got yelled at two years ago. So I'm here, and from within the shadows of the everlasting hills, may peace be with you this day and always. We try and be quiet from Provo so that we don't get yelled out again. BYU versus LMU tonight, as mentioned. The game in L.A. went to overtime. Then BYU won by 20 last Thursday in Provo. So hard to know exactly what's going to happen against LMU, but thinking it's going to go well, right? How did the Cougars get a third win against LMU? Here's my conversation yesterday with assistant coach Cody Figger. All right, Cody, huge game, obviously, in the second round of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Let's talk about it. What does the scout say about LMU? LMU, well, we just played them last week. Um, our guys have a good feel for them. Um, you know, they got the Eli Scott, who's been a monster, uh, all-league kid. Um, not sure if LePepe is going to play. Um, he's there. You know, he'll play a little four and five. He's a he's a bigger six six, big strong kid who can make shots. And he had twenty six against us the first game. Um, not sure if he'll play or not. Um, but they're tough. They're physical. Um, defensively, man, they they bring two guys to the ball every time Alex Ortijan comes off a ball screen. Um, so for us, we got to protect this ball number one, um, and. Um, we need to guard this Eli Scott. Uh, those are like the two biggest things we're thinking about when, when we're talking about this LMU game. Before you knew Mark Pope, would you say this Eli Scott or is that Mark Pope's influence on you by saying this and then fill in the blank person? <laughs> You're, I got that from this Mark Pope for sure. <laughs> Huge game, obviously, because you need it to get to Saturday. To, to play a USF team that would be a quad one opportunity. So what's the urgency like of the team to win the game because then you've got a shot at the NCAA tournament if you win Saturday, but you got to get there. For sure. I mean, you know, our, our guys are really focused. We had a great week of practice and, and they want to win, right? That's all they're talking about is winning and playing with an edge. Um, you know, that LMU game at our place, our th I thought our guys really played with an edge. Um, Pepperdine at times during that game we played with an edge, but we've got to have that all, you know, the whole game on on Friday here to uh, make sure that we can play San Francisco and give our give our chance, give ourselves a shot. How close were you guys to playing a non-conference game on Monday or Tuesday? 
uh, I, on Tuesday we were talking about it, um, you know, but at the end of the day, no teams could could say they could do it on Tuesday, but, but, but it was close. Um, and then, you know, we were, we knew we were playing Friday, so that would have been a travel day, you know, coming back on Wednesday and then coming to Vegas. It was just, it was just a lot going on at once. And we want to make sure we gave ourselves a best chance to win, um, this tournament, you know, earlier on BYU sports nation, uh, this week, Spencer and I talked about who's going to be the number two with Alex Barcelo. And we both agreed that Tijon Lucas needs to be the number two. What kind of role do you think he needs to have for BYU's success in this tournament? Uh, Tijon has been an incredible defensive player all year long um, for us. Um, he's been huge. He's been a great leader. Um, but we need him to be the best defensive player on the floor at all times. You know, um, he covers for so many of our mistakes, things like that. And then he needs to be the best um, ball mover um, and really get our team going. And, and he's been doing that too every game. And, um, you know, he, he kind of had a little issue with our home games, San Francisco and Gonzaga, really wasn't able to play much, um, you know, didn't play at all against Gonzaga. And um, he, he's a guy that's, uh, that's really had a pretty good conference season, um, but we need him to take another huge step. And, and he's been great leading, uh, leading in practice this week. Then in the front court, it was fun to have Thursday night, Caleb Lohner came out ready to fight somebody and had a great game. And then Saturday, Foose had a 25-19. and 19. And we almost forget with Foose that he's dealing with a groin injury. And I don't know, a week later, he's, he's uh, you know, playing against St. Mary's and then LMU, and then Pepperdine, he has this amazing game. How's he doing with that injury? And is he expected to play, hopefully, at that same high level? Yeah, I mean, we, we hope he can, right? 25-19, and 19, we'll take that every night from Foose <laughs> if we can get that. Um, but he, he's, he's been awesome. Our... our, our our, uh, um, you know, our athletic trainer, Rob Ramos, has been unbelievable, and uh, Eric Short, our strength coach. Um, but they've been nonstop working with uh, Foose, and he's been nonstop getting treatment on it, and uh, he's looking great. He's practiced every day, and, and uh, he's been giving great effort. So we're, we're, we're expecting a huge, you know, huge game from Foose coming up here. This is new territory for you guys, Cody, because your West Coast Conference experience has been – being a high seed and kind of waiting to play until later, right? Tough game with St. Mary's that 1920 season that came down to the last shot. Then the next year, it's Pepperdine and overtime, and then Gonzaga, you're up big, and, and late, it's close. Those have been three tough games. Now you're in a Friday situation where, hey, BYU is supposed to win this game. So what's the mentality with the team to avoid sort of that mindset that I just brought up, given how important it is to advance and, and the different kind of tournament this will be for you guys? Yeah. Um... You know, our, our whole thing is playing with an edge. You know, it doesn't matter what, what team we're playing, um, but our guys got to go play hard. We got to play with an edge. You know, that's, you know, every single possession playing with that edge, you know, getting a stop defensively, getting every rebound, uh, protecting this ball. There, there's a lot of things we talk about um, with our guys this last week. And, you know, we're, we're going to just play our hearts out and, and play together and be great communicators. And we're really excited about this uh, matchup coming up here. After the four-game losing streak, you had, you know, LMU Pepperdine on the road. You won both those. Those were tough games, overtime at uh, LMU. St. Mary's was a tough game. You guys played closer than Gonzaga did, Moraga. That's a moral victory. And then LMU Pepperdine at home. Certainly four of those five games, you know, a little easier than you had before. But what has changed for this team after the four-game losing streak to now and where you sit going into Vegas? Um, I, I mean, 
you know, we kind of just try to make everything really simple and just play our tails off. Really, that, that's kind of that's kind of what we've done here in the last month or so is just trying to make everything a little bit simpler um, and just get these guys going out there playing hard. You know, we're, we are playing two young, young bigs. Um, well, really three, you know, with Caleb, uh, three young bigs that are, you know, they're, they're logging a lot of minutes and, and um, we're just trying to keep everything simple and um, keep everybody on the same page. We almost forget that Caleb's just a sophomore, like you said. Yeah, it's, I mean, and Gideon's really, I mean, I know he played junior college for one year, but he's still a young guy, you know, in here. And, um, and then Tijon, it's his, it's his first, you know, first year here at BYU, but he, he's had a great year for us and, and uh, need to take another step. And then obviously Barcelo, he's just been, been incredible. And then, you know, Seneca, we've got, you know, kind of his injury going on and he's still figuring out himself. And then, you know, Spencer and, and Trevin, uh, we, we need a big tournament from those guys too. Mark Pope uh, mentioned this week, talking to the media, that he feels like the best basketball is ahead of us. Where's the space you feel like this team can enter that you haven't yet? Um, really firing on both cylinders. You know, um, like we had times during the year that we were really good defensively, and then we had times during the year we were pretty good offensively. So we're, we're just trying to put both those things together. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's what we need to do, put both of them together and, and be great at it. And that's why we've kind of made things simpler uh, where our guys aren't thinking too much and just, just kind of, you know, just kind of uh, playing as hard as they can and playing for each other. Certainly you need to win Friday night. You need to get to Saturday and you need to win Saturday to have a shot at the NCAA tournament. But what is it that you guys feel like you need to accomplish in this tournament to put yourself in the bracket on Selection Sunday? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, obviously win Friday, win Saturday, and then and then let's go, you know, give Gonzaga everything we got. You know, our plan is to go beat them too, you know. Um, we're starting with the first things first is, is you know, is just this first game here. Uh, and that's the only thing that we can we can take care of. That's the only thing we're thinking about is just uh, giving our full effort for this Friday. And then, you know, same thing with Saturday. But we're, we're just focused on first things first here. First things first, this sounds like a motivational speech or something. Um, yeah, I love it. Okay, <laughs> later in the program, uh, when this airs, we are going to witness live, because your shoot-around is going to be during the show here, the, free, the quiet free throw drill. Will you tell us more about this? And are you guys going to yell at us if we're too loud? Yes, we do <laughs> need a quiet drill five minutes for sure. I mean, that's just something that, you know, Coach Pope has done is he wants five minutes just for these guys just to shoot free throws. No one's talking, nobody on our team, nobody in the gym. And this is every shoot around everywhere we go. And um, and you guys kind of, you know, we had to yell at you last time. <laughs> you guys are talking up there. So, yes, we would enjoy it, appreciate as a staff and as a team if our guys can just shoot without you guys having to babble at all. Well, that's a lot to ask for Spencer Linton <laughs> at uh, the Orleans Arena, but we'll see what we can do. I know last year we watched it, and we were quiet and talked about it. <laughs> so that's what we'll probably do. The good news is I can babble from afar, and it's just in his ear. So that's the good news. Uh, but, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be all right. Um, although my wife's like, can you just stop talking? It's fine. Anyway, Cody, best of luck. BYU Sports Nation, Karma, everything we can give to you guys to uh, try and win this first game, right, and get to Saturday and have a shot at USF. 
Let's do it. Thanks, Jerem. Appreciate it. Cody Figure, okay, coming up, rise and shoutouts and double down picks. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. More Trevin Nell threes tonight. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation always available on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU radio app. Time for some double down picks. BYU against LMU tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU radio. What you got? All right, number one, Jerem, BYU will have a lead of at least six points by halftime. They're a ten and a half point favorite in the game. They'll lead by six plus at halftime against LMU. And then number two, T. John Lucas will have at least ten points and five assists against San Francisco oh, on Saturday. How about that for a second pick? My first one, BYU have four plus more assists than LMU. BYU's gonna distribute the rock really effectively. And two, Joe Quintana will make zero, one, or two three pointers. He's not gonna make three plus. He had three last Thursday against BYU. Okay, our question of the day. All right. Well, what happens this weekend to find the BYU men's basketball season? Our elite voice of the day is presented by Sundance Mount Resort at Twigger Stone on Twitter. Yes, if they don't make the tournament, we would look at it as a season that was derailed by major injuries that they could not overcome. If they make the tournament, we will see it as a team that overcame great obstacles. That's a great point. Yeah, well thought out tweet from Twiggy or Stone, but we've become accustomed to that. Also, you were wearing a tie in that last interview. I'd just like to point that out, Jerem. Yeah, it was recorded last night amidst all the uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Today's I Rise and Shoutouts are presented by <laughs> Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Hey, we got a triple header coming up at BYU Sports. Two Eastern, baseball against Milwaukee. Three Eastern, of course, West Coast Conference coverage continues. That's not even in the triple. We, maybe we call it a quadruple. Nine Eastern Gymnastics, Illinois State and Washington on the app. Nine Eastern Men's Basketball. Let's go, baby. Our thanks to today's guests, Cody Figger and Blaine Fowler. Started in a spit around at the time. For Spencer, I am Jerem. Shout out to Nick Martineau. Baseball coming at you at 2 Eastern, and then we'll see you at 9 Eastern Gymnastics. 